The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and Week 8 of the Scorching Six. On the line today from Los Angeles, California, Green Bay Packers fan, Rebound. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, Kind of a shootout game in the Thursday night. Texans uh, won their fifth straight to go to 5-3. and And Big time shit going on. Yep. Miami falls to 4-4 and after starting off 3-0. and So. Okay, yeah, I mean, they're looking real terrible. But uh, we got six uh, exciting matchups on Week 8 slate. So let's get straight into it. And for the first time in the 2018 season, we'll be picking a game outside North America. So first game on the, on the, on the slate, uh, the Jaguars as the home team hosting the Eagles at Wembley Stadium in London, and the Eagles are giving three points in this one. What do you think? Yeah, so we got the Super Bowl defending champs and Jaguars, uh, both three and four teams. They've both been disappointing so far this season. We got the Jaguars coming off a 27 loss versus Houston, just have been a complete disappointment this season. And we got the Eagles also coming off a 21-17 loss where they blew a 17-0 lead at home. I just don't know what the hell happened to them. And this is going to be a tough one. Uh, Jaguars have acquired, they acquired Carlos Hyde last week, and he'll be active this week. Fournette's already ruled out for this game, so they'll have Hyde and Yeldon in the backfield. And then... Uh, I don't know what's going on with Blake Bortles, man. I just don't know. I, I, I don't know why they gave him an extension or anything. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. And uh, I just like the Eagles in this one. They have more talent. Uh, I'm a big fan of Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz has been playing well. So I'm going to go with the Eagles minus three here. They're the better overall team. Okay, and speaking about Bortles service, Blake Bortles, uh, and kind of the, all the other like terrible quarterback play around the league, uh, it kind of makes me think, why hasn't uh, Colin Kaepernick gotten a call? I mean, he's better than some of these quarterbacks, and he definitely deserves a shot to be at least a backup. So why hasn't he still gotten a call yet? Yeah, there's, there, he definitely deserves to be a backup, but they're saying... There's reports that he has gotten calls, but he's rejected offers. So I don't know what report's real or not, but he definitely deserves to be a backup. He's definitely better than at least half of the starting quarterbacks. He's better than Bortles. He's better than Eli right now. He's better than the build quarterback, whoever it is right now, Nathan Peterman or whoever they signed. And there's quite a few more I can name, but not off the top of my head. Okay. 
All right, getting back to the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are real two, like, real, like, tricky teams. I mean, obviously, Jacksonville, so close to beating New England last year in the AFC Championship game, and then uh, they were nicknamed Saxonville last year for a reason. Calais Campbell, Dante Fowler Jr., I mean, they were just bringing pressure nonstop to co- opposing quarterbacks. And then they had two big corners with Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, this year, they've been giving up tons of points. And then offensively, they haven't really been scoring. They've been struggling to score. So they've just looked completely awful. And then the Eagles last week, I think up 17 nothing against Carolina. Going into the fourth or somewhere in the third, I believe. And yeah. end, ended up didn't, not scoring again for the rest of the game and losing 21-17. to Just... It's a complete uh, breakdown in that game. And it's just like this it's still a confusing team. I mean, they're the, uh, I guess, the generic poster boy or or post-Super uh, Bowl hangover type team. And we're really seeing that in, in this Philadelphia Eagles. So, But I just neutral site. I, and I can't really trust the Jaguars right now. So I have to go with the Eagles in this one and agree with you. Swallow the three points. Uh, but I'm not super confident. Uh, I'll go Eagles 27-23. to 23. All right, game two. This is a uh, early afternoon game. Got the Detroit Lions at 3-3 three and three, hosting the 3-3 three and three Seahawks and giving three points at home. What do you think? Yeah, this is going to be a good one, too. It's a tough one. Uh, both, we got both teams 3-3. Three and three. Uh, we got Seahawks coming off a blowout win versus the Raiders, and then we got the Lions coming off a 11-point win versus the Dolphins last week. Uh, both teams have been surprising this season in a good way for them. I mean, everyone expected the Seahawks to be in rebuilding mode and their defense was going to fall apart, but it really hasn't been rebuilding mode for them. And they've played pretty good overall this this season. And I've been pretty impressed with them. And then we got the Lions on the other hand, 3-3. Three and three. They, They've been playing pretty well. I'm, I'm impressed with rookie running back Kerryon Johnson. They have a pretty good wide receiver core of Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones Jr. And... I think on this one, uh, home field is really going to play a factor, and that's and that's why I'm going to go with the Lions. They've also had uh, bigger wins at home. They beat the Patriots, and they they've beaten the Packers on the road. The Seahawks have only beaten the Cardinals and the Raiders, which aren't either one is not an impressive win. And I think home field is going to play a factor. So I'm going to swallow the three and take the Lions. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think this one's going to have a lot of points. I think Russell Wilson's going to put up a lot of points. Uh, but I'm going to go with the home team, agree with you, swallow the three with Detroit. I think Stafford is going to have lots of opportunities down the field with uh, Jones, Galladay, and Tate. Uh, Seahawks' corners are pretty much decimated, uh, obviously losing Earl, Earl, Earl Thomas excuse me, earlier this season. And then they lost a couple corners from last season's team with – uh, I believe Chancellor and Richard Sherman. So I mean, just decimated on that end. Uh, all their their strength of their defense is up front, front four, front seven, and I think Stafford is going to be able to have time in the pocket and find his uh, receivers down the field. And 
Uh, I'm going to take Detroit in this one. I'm going to go 35-28. And I think they swallow, they cover the three-point spread. All right, so we agree on first two. And we'll move on now to game number three. Arrowhead Stadium, the Kansas City Chiefs. Six and one, hosting the Broncos in an AFC West divisional matchup. And laying 10 points at home. What do you think? Yeah, so we got the Chiefs finally coming back, uh, bouncing back after their first loss versus New England. They blew out the Bengals, 7-1 and one team. They've been looking amazing. Patrick Mahomes has been playing lights out. Kareem Hunt has been stepping up. You've also got Travis Kelsey who's been playing well. Tyreek Hill had a big game last week. Then you also have other weapons such as Sammy Watkins and some a couple other receivers. And the Broncos have have been looking all right this season. They're also coming off a blowout win versus the Cardinals. Identical score of 45 to 10 as, as the Chiefs did. Uh, these two teams have played each other. Uh, Broncos almost beat the Chiefs, but this, that was in Denver, and a lot of things have changed now. Uh, I, I just think Chiefs are the, are the much better team. Arrowhead's a hard place to play, as Denver's a hard place to play, so I think home field's going to play a factor in this one, and I'm going to swallow the 10 points and take the Chiefs minus 10. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's really hard, these type of spreads, when you go with the Chiefs, just because how bad their defense is. There's always some sort of, of a backdoor cover and stuff with the big with a number this big. But, I mean, they kind of had that dominant game last week against Cincinnati, I think 39-10. to 10. Uh, Andy Dalton uh, looked awful in that game. And the Cincinnati offense in general, I mean, which has been pretty good so far, I guess, in the first seven games or so. But, uh, yeah, I just don't really trust the Broncos offensively So to, to even score on even uh, kind of a weak defense like uh, Kansas City. I mean, most of their scoring uh, in the prior week on Thursday night uh, came on the defensive end against the Cardinals. So even in that game, they weren't able to score much against a very bad Arizona team. So I'm going to have to agree with you again, Rebound. Uh, it's a big number, but... I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna swallow the ten points with you. I'm gonna take Kansas City. I'm gonna go forty-one to twenty-one in this one. All right. So we got agreement on the first three, and we'll move on to game number four, another early afternoon game, AF or NFC East matchup. The NFC East leading Redskins traveling to East Rutherford to take on the Giants, and we got the Giants. Giving a uh, giving a point in this one, favored by a point. What do you think? Yeah, so we got the Redskins, who have been looking pretty impressive this season. They're coming off a twenty to seventeen win versus the Cowboys. Crazy win where there was a penalty, there was conflict on that call, and Brett Maher missed a fifty-two yard field goal right off the upright, and the Redskins went on to win that one. And we got the Giants coming off a. 23-20 loss at Atlanta. Eli played okay. He had a late touchdown, pretty much garbage time touchdown. Uh, one and six, very disappointing season for New York. The Redskins are the better team overall. They've had 
They've been one of the most underrated teams this season, you know. Alex Smith has been fitting in well. Adrian Peterson is not showing any age. He's been playing well. And then their defense has been playing lights out. They had a pick six last week on Dak. And then we got the Giants that have been just a complete mess. Like I said, one and six besides Saquon Barkley, who's on my fantasy team. And nothing, nothing bright on their side. Uh, I'm not sure why the spread is on the Giants' side. I think uh, it's, it's a sucker bet, and I think Vegas knows something here. So I'm rolling with the Giants on this one. Okay, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Giants really only, I mean, in actuality win this game. If Saquon has, like, that kind of that breakout game, I mean, the couple big plays that he normally has. Yeah, but Odell played pretty good last game, too. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I don't know how, how much, how easily Eli's going to be able to get Odell the ball with uh, Kerrigan and the other defensive ends on, on Washington coming after him. And they've shown to be a really good front four, front seven type unit for the Redskins so far, and holding teams to low uh, scoring totals. I mean, the Redskins obviously leading the division right now. They most likely won't win the division when it comes to the end of the season, but I don't see their reign being pulled away this week against the lowly Giants, which have just been a train wreck so far. So I'm going to take the Redskins in this one, plus one. Alex Smith obviously has been playing okay. I mean, a lot of drives have been stalled, uh, settling for field goals, and that's why I guess most of their games have been close. But I don't, I don't know what, what we'll see if they'll have touchdowns, more success against the Giants. But I think Peterson will have another good game, whether he scores touchdowns or not, get close to 100 yards. And then Alex Smith, I mean, even if he's not scoring touchdowns, we know that he's a game manager. He very rarely turns the ball over, so if he if he, if he can do that again, I think they can squeak out a win at the very least. But I'm gonna go twenty three twenty in this one, Redskins. I think they went outright. I'm gonna take them plus one. So that'll do it for game four and first one we disagree on, and that'll take us to game number five, which is <laughs> an absolute uh Bad matchup. I mean, I don't think anybody's really going to watch this game, but I guess I didn't really see anything else on the Week 8 slate, so I had to choose this one. And I rarely, very rarely choose games that involve my my team, the 49ers. But I think this is kind of an even matchup, so you can kind of go either way with the pick. So this one is the Niners uh, on the road against the Cardinals. And the Niners now are... Get, uh, giving a point on the road against the Cardinals. What do you think? Yeah, so both one and six teams, as you mentioned, it's going to be probably one of the most boring games of the week. We got the Cardinals coming off a blow loss to the Broncos, forty-five to ten, and then the Forty ers got blown out by the Rams, thirty-nine to ten. You know, both defenses are just a mess. Cardinals' offense has been a mess. They fired their offensive coordinator right after they got blown out. So Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen's going to be in a new system. It's going to take him some time. Veteran wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald has just been complete, like sleeping. Like you haven't heard anything about him this season. 
And then on the other hand, we got the 49ers 1-6. and six. Obviously a complete disappointment after Garoppolo went down. But C.J. Beathard has been playing pretty solid this season. He's had a connection with tight end George Kittle, who's on my fantasy team. I love him. Hawkeye connection. What, what was that? Hawkeye connection. Yeah, they went to college together, as I was just going to mention. And I love George Kittle because he said he cares about fantasy. He has to, he, he, he has, he has to get touchdowns because fantasy coaches need him to score more points. And wide receiver Good, Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin, has been stepping it up. He's, and then I, I believe, I'm not sure if Matt Breida is going to play, but running back Raheem Mostert will step up. So I, I just like the 49ers overall better in this one. So I'm taking the 49ers minus one. Yeah, I mean, the first game they played in Santa Clara at Levi's Stadium, I think the 49ers, I think, dominated most of the categories and then dominated yardage-wise, like mostly time and possession. It was just a wacky game, but they still ended up losing 28-18. to uh, This one, yeah, like I said, is an even matchup. I think the Cardinals, like I mentioned at the beginning of the season and all along, are just awful. I mean, the Niners are awful, awful as well, but I think... They'll be able to win at least one game against the Cardinals this season. And I'm going to agree with you on this one, Rebound. Swallowed the one point with the Niners. And I think they win by a field goal. I'm going to go 27-24 Niners in this one. So we agree on that one. Uh, and that'll take us to the last game of the Week 8 slate. And definitely the game of the week, in my opinion. A rematch of last year's NFC Divisional Round matchup. Uh, which was called the Miracle in Minnesota, I believe. The Vikings at home hosting the Saints and laying one point. What do you think? Yeah, this is definitely the matchup of the weekend, Sunday, Sunday night football. We got the Saints coming off a one-point win versus the Ravens. Crazy game where Justin Tucker missed his first extra point. The look on his face was just priceless, and the Saints, Make that one out. I gotta give him credit with the great Ravens defense, and then we got the Vikings four two and one, coming off a twenty point blowout versus the Jets. Uh, Drew Brees has just been playing amazing, in my opinion. He's been one of the top. He's been top top three quarterback. Could be the best one this season overall. Michael Thomas has just been playing. Is Drew Brees getting slept on for MVP consideration? Uh, I wouldn't say slept on, but because Mahomes is easily ahead of him, in my opinion. And I, I would put Todd Gurley ahead of him. Todd Gurley has just been playing lights freaking out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a good point. I mean, I mean, yeah, Gurley and Mahomes definitely got to be ahead of him on on probably more impressive teams as well. But as far as this game, I mean, obviously, heartbreaker for the Saints last season in the divisional matchup. I mean, Stephon Diggs with that catch and the crazy run. I mean, uh, they were set prime to win that game. And they were just a heartbreaking end. But in this game, I mean, they're getting a point. Drew Brees on the road usually is not good. I mean, they ended up winning in a tough environment last week in Baltimore. But this game, it will be indoors. I mean, so I think Drew Brees will play good. And I think the Saints are my pick here in this one. I'm going to take them plus one. I, I And I think they win outright in this one. I'm going to go 
31 to 28 Saints in this one. What's your pick in this one, Rebound? Uh, I'm definitely taking the Vikings there. I like them. Both of the teams even out, and I think home field's going to play a factor. Adam Thielen has been playing lights out. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. And uh, Dalvin Cook is out, but Latavius Murray has been filling in pretty well. Both defenses are stepping up. The Vikings will be getting back Everson Griffin, who had some off-field issues this week. So both defenses kind of even out. But I think Drew Brees is going to struggle here. And uh, I'm really impressed with Kirk Cousins overall this season. I think I I, I think they, they win this one 27-20. Okay. I mean, you keep talking about fantasy teams. How many fantasy teams do you have? Uh, Ten. Ten. Wow. Okay. A big-time fantasy player. Okay. So, uh, rebound is taking the Vikings minus one. I'm taking the Saints plus one in this one. And that'll wrap up the Week 8 Scorching 6. Rebound, uh, before we go, uh, kind of want to mention about your Packers in L.A. Uh, this weekend taking on the Rams. And Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, getting 9.5, the most he's ever gotten in his career in any game. Any chance that the Packers can win this game outright? Yeah, so you're giving B.O.D., but you didn't have this game on the original Scorching 6. The, the, the America's Game of the Week you didn't have on the Scorching 6. But anyways, I think there's, there's always a chance, but it all depends how their defense plays because their defense hasn't played well this season. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and Cobb and Allison will be back, so that will definitely help Rodgers. Okay. Fair enough. We'll see what happens in that game. Rebound, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Before I go, I just want to give a shout-out to my boy, Nas and Zoo. Okay, shout-out to those guys. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy all of the Week 8 games, and I'll be back next week for Week 9 Scorching 6.